Welcome, everybody. This is the MLB DFS Early Lock Show brought to you by Windaily Sports at Windaily Sports, windailysports.com. It's Tony. It's Adam. You've been with us all week. You're going to be with us again for another week. Adam, we got six good games on, on, on the late slate tomorrow. I know we've been ramping up. You've been on fire, man. Your, the pitching has been unbelievable. A lot of, lot of good props coming your way. Unfortunately, we don't have a ton of props right now because the market isn't set yet, so we'll have more of them. On Discord, uh, make sure you're following the article that drops, at, not just one article. Adam writes a tremendous article, by the way, called Strategy with about pitchers. Uh, we, we got stacks by Jarrett. We got Dave writing props. Uh, all kinds of MLB content, so make sure windailysports.com. You check them out. But, Adam, what, what's, what's your feeling going into, you know, today? You know, Thursdays can, can kind of be weird every now and then. Yeah, it's not the biggest slate. Uh, you know, we, we've kind of been dealing with a lot of split slates and things like that. First, you know, week and a half or so in MLB, you tend to get that teams have home openers, whole, you know, that whole thing. Um, but yeah, you know, I think we've been doing pretty well, pitching pretty happy with the results so far. Um, you know, we were over the field on Kershaw today. That was that was quite useful. Uh, we I've been sitting out a lot of props until like we kind of get a feel for it, ramping them up over the past couple of days, nine and five in the past two. So we'll we'll take that every two days. Oh, and yeah. then this this six game slate, man. Somebody at DraftKings has to learn how to price Shohei Otani <laughs> as a pitcher. Like, dude, it's it's been a year now. Yeah, it's, it's been a year plus. Can we figure this out so it's not like I love it because every sixth day I just click on Otani and I continue building lineups because that that's just that's what you have to do. He's seventy nine hundred again. Like, again. I don't know if it's something with their algorithm that you know he started off very poorly at the plate this year. Dude, that's great, but like he went out and he struck out nine Astros on eighty pitches his first start. Like you have to, you right. have to account for that. You have to adjust. And to their credit, Fanduel, he's he's ten eight. He's exactly where he should be over there. Where you at least have to start making decisions. Okay, am I going to pitch Otani or or do I go to a different pitcher? You know, on DraftKings, like it's literally one of the first people in for me. Even before I start building my stacks and start playing around with that, Otani seventy nine hundred. Texas hasn't been striking out a lot yet this season. Yeah, they have, you know, they're going to have some lefties in their lineup, usually about five. And that's kind of been a bit of a bugaboo for Otani. But like, do I really care that much when somebody this talented is this underpriced? You know, these these aren't warning flags that are going to hold me back. Nah. Well, well, here's the thing, too, just for, you know, everybody listening, you you have to look at it realistically, too. Now, obviously, Walker Bueller deserves to be, you know, number one. He's 9,700. I get that. But, like, Charlie Morton's 9,300. Kevin Gals was 8,500. I mean, I- I'm sitting here looking at this and going, okay, Otani at 7,900. You know, is Charlie Morton, is the odds are that Morton's going to give me more than Otani? Probably not. And, I mean, Otani and, outscored him the first game. And, and right. Morton pitched well, like, you know. But Morton generally has some sort of a stealing where those strikeouts are where Otani – doesn't have that same ceiling. Those ceilings that's are very crazy. different. That's crazy. And that's that's twenty three hundred dollars to put back in your bankroll, man, uh, to to build the rest of your lineup. That's you know, it, it's funny because we consistently sit here with the two aces, and we always say, you know, mo- more likely than not, one of your aces is going to be in that upper echelon of ninety eight to ten two, ten five, depending, you know, on the slate. And you're always looking for that guy who's between like maybe like 58 to like 65 that, you know, you could get some good bats, but 
And then you look and you're like, oh, I could spend eight hundred dollars more and get Otani. Right. Like it's it's not that big of a difference at that point. That's you know you can make that up with with batting orders and other things like that, like really easily. And even yeah. like today, you know, we're gonna get into it a little bit here, but we have a course field game. So we have two very average lefties on the mound for each team. We're gonna want exposure to those bats. Once again, DK just not really pricing things accurately. Like the Colorado Rockies in home, and you're looking at the most expensive guys, 4,500. The, the the Cubbies in in cores, their most expensive guy I think is five. It's 51, Frank Schwindel, but a guy like uh, Suzuki who has come over and just I mean completely looked the part of a major league hitter. He's 4,800. Yep, Chris Bryant, 44. These guys are so affordable with really good pitching tonight. I, I, like you can almost already see the cash builds kind of playing themselves. So, you know, we, we talked about Otani. Um, you know, I think they're going to be paired with either Morton or, or Bueller up top for the cash games. I will say I haven't quite got to it yet in the rotation because uh, I was watching AEW for most of the night. My my attention oh, was yeah. elsewhere. But Joe's going to kill you. Joe's going <laughs> to kill you. And, and he did. They Those two beat the hell out of each other. But, like, when I look at Kevin Gossman just right off the hop, I can already see, like, I'm going to have interest in him as a, as a pivot and GPP. Because the Yankees, you know, the Yankees line is obviously dangerous, but they strike out a good bit. He's coming off a bad start. He's in that weird price range between Otani, between the two, you know, better pitchers. I don't think he's going to get looked at a lot, and I think he's going to be under own compared to probably what he should be on this small slate with really after Joe Musgrove, the pitching kind of drops off in a, in a pretty quick hurry. Yeah, it does. And it's a good point about Gosman because hey, he's another guy. He's a flamethrower. He throws a lot, a lot of heat and he has some really good movement. You've seen him in San Francisco last year. He really, uh, he created his own market by signing that one year, 18 and a half million dollar deal, right. To get the money that he is now uh, from Toronto. So when you look at that, you go 8,500 for Gosman. Or 9700 for Walker Bueller. Again, 9300 for Morton or 8500 for Galsman. So, I mean, you're talking Galsman and Otani. If, if you start off with Galsman and Otani, just hypothetically speaking, I mean, you're talking two guys that you're getting at 16 grand. I, I, I don't yeah. really think that you can go wrong there. And they could easily walk out there and K 16, maybe even 18 guys. Like when that splitter's working for Galsman. Buddy, he is he is just absolutely lethal. And like I said, I haven't really seen, you know, maybe it just wasn't on this past start. You know, I, I don't know why it was kind of an average start for him, but I know I'm going to be interested because, you know, the salary just does not match what he is on paper. And even just looking at a couple surface stats, he had a 246 exit from that one start. The BABIP was 471, which led to the strain rate being under 63%. Like, just right off the bat, before looking at anything else, it tells me he had a lot of bad luck in that start. And then you scroll down, he produced a 20% swing strike rate. Buddy, that's that's, that's immense for the first start of the season. That's his not too shabby. Working. His, nope. his stuff was working to an extent. You know, sometimes you're going to get starts like that, where the pitchers get results that don't necessarily reflect how well they pitch. I'm definitely going to be in on some Gossman in, in GPP here. 
Uh, listen, I, I, I agree, uh, obviously, because, and again, it, listen, it's early people like, you know, the guy has one start like right. from, you know, fr- from a glorified spring training, like everybody needs right. to just pump the brakes a little bit and give these guys a couple starts to get acclimated. They're, they're essentially every single starter is on a pitch count right now. Uh, it, it, it's just what it is. Uh, you know, you, you, you see, listen, you see Kershaw get removed from a perfect game today. Right. I mean, yeah. it, the, these guys are on pitch counts because it's the long game. It's 162 game season. So um, that's one thing, but the swing, the swing and miss 20%. That's, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's eye popping right off the hop. And like, he didn't yeah. walk a guy. You know what I mean? Like the, those eight hits, man, it just seems like a lot of them were just really bad luck. Like I'm definitely going to be right back in with Gosman. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I, I like I said, I, I really liked what he did last year. I'm, I'm glad he got paid this year, and uh, you know, kind of revitalized himself. And he, he's a, he's a very good under the radar pitcher, man. I, yeah. I, I can tell you that. Um, so let's go to one of our favorites. We talk about, you know, we got our little wild thing. We got a little gas can segment where we talk about a guy that maybe that you can kind of tee off on. And you're gonna go with the Yankees pitcher here. Lou Severino. Why are we going Yankees pitcher here? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of it just it, – it has to do with the Toronto Blue Jays lineup. Um, I don't really think Vlad Guerrero is going to hit three home runs again. Maybe he does. He's Vlad Guerrero. He does what he wants. Yeah. But, like, when you're, when you're looking at Severino, this is a guy that has now pitched a grand total of 24 innings since the start of 2019 at the major league level. He's had a lot of injuries, a lot of, you know, setbacks, rehabbing from the injuries. It's been kind of sucky to see because, like, you know, the last time we really saw him on the mound for two straight years of 190-plus innings, he was a really good pitcher. Yep. I'm just not convinced he's there yet. He only went three innings in this first start. Um, You know, didn't look anything spectacular. Two earned, uh, five hits allowed. He did strike out five hitters. Like, that part of it was good. But you're telling me the, that a guy that just has not pitched very much these past couple seasons now has to go deal with, you know, the Toronto lineup and he only got a, an 8% swinging strike rate? I don't know, man. That's a tough, tough ask. And I know that, again, we're going to have a lot of chalk on this late. So the Toronto bats these past couple nights have been very low owned, And they haven't really done anything outside of Vlad to make it different. I bet they're loaned again today. So, yeah, I'll be playing plenty of the stacks we're going to talk about in here in a minute. You better believe I'm going to have some Toronto offense in addition to Kevin Cosman tonight. Yeah, listen, there, you, you made a good point about Toronto. Listen, first of all, we, we talked about in the preseason how deadly this lineup was. And, you know, one through nine. I mean, it, whether they're starting off slow or not, these guys are absolutely deadly. But some of these prices to me are – really really low for these bats like you mentioned i mean i i think there's gonna be a lot of people jumping in on them i mean you know you're you're talking about getting guys just because they're at a slow start right now that their number is just dropping convincingly so um you really have to look at that when you're building i mean listen i know matt chapman's not you know this uh you know a stud bat he's starting off slow and this is a guy that's essentially you know i i may overstep here but is a guy that you're going to normally see between 42 and 4,500. And now he's at 3,700 and continuing to drop. So, you know, this is when in baseball, Adam, tell me if you agree, but, you know, I, I full transparency last year was my 
first full-time year of baseball. I, I've always done it, but I never went full-time, and, and I fell in love with it. But one thing I did learn is, you know, you, you have to pounce on these guys as soon as they drop. And then your decision is, okay, when he goes up another grand, now I have to really think about, do I want to pay right. up for him now? But if you can get him in this range, man, Max Hatman for 3700 I think it's a good value. Yeah, he is. And, you know, like not only those guys, but even, okay, let's take Vlad out of it because Vlad's never really going to be underpriced. Like, right. that's just the way it is. He's never really going to dip below that, you know, 5,500 threshold. And even then, you probably won't see him there all season long. But just moving into like guys like Springer, dude, he, he's hitting 409 to start. Like, he's doing what Toronto thought they were going to get last year when they paid for him. You know, he had an injury plague season, didn't quite go how he wanted. Oscar Hernandez hitting 375. These guys are 4,400, five grand flat. Like the Toronto Blue Jays lineup as a whole is probably priced about $500 cheaper than they will normally be priced through the bulk of this season outside of Vlad Guerrero. That's a good point. They're just, they're just too cheap. They are. And I'll tell you what, you know, just all numbers aside, my God, if I did not watch that third home run from Vlad when he was running around the bases and not have flashbacks of a Montreal Expos uniform and his dad with that, you know, you know, basically like the Andre Dawson batting practice helmet on, man. I mean, he looks more and more like his pop every day, man. He, he really does. does. He, he absolutely does. And like close, close to fifty, man. Tell he's gonna hit that fifty mark this year. And especially like if you're if you're a person who plays multiple lineups, because I usually go you know three five or you know yeah. something like that. Toronto's uh, an offense you want exposure to virtually every single night this season because they're gonna win you a few slates. They're gonna be worth their weight in gold. A few of these nights they're just gonna go bonkers, and yep. you know you can't always tell when that's gonna be. Some nights they're gonna flop in amazing spots. Some nights you're gonna be like, man, they beat the hell out of this really good pitcher. That's just Toronto's offense, man. They're that good. They can handle their business against anybody. And those nights that they, they pot 10, 12 runs, you want to be there if you're playing multiple lineups, especially on a six-gamer. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we, before we get to the uh, stack of the game, shout out to my man Albert Pujols hitting number 680 last night. Uh, I, I did not know he had 680 home runs. I I knew he was over that 550, maybe. like I was like, 680? Wow. I mean, have you ever, not not to get off base here, just real fast, because this, you know we, we did NBA preview tonight, me, you, and Ghost, and we talked about how lucky we are to watch guys in our prime when we talk about NBA. And, and I'll tell you what, swing it over to Major League Baseball, and to be able to watch Albert, a guy who really – had a clean slate when it comes to went through the whole steroid era, never implicated in any of that talk. A guy that has just you was homegrown, just came up and just was a pure hitter. And one of those guys that could hit 330 and still hit 45 home runs. I mean, we got to watch him, Adam. I, I, I get goosebumps still now thinking about all those moments. Yeah. And I mean, look, even, even as a Pirates fan, <laughs> yep. you know, Albert Pujols tortured us for years upon years. It just seemed like the guy never makes an out. But you still appreciate those great ones, man. And he he for sure was. And I don't think there was there was many better sports center commercials of the old days than <laughs> him him being nicknamed the machine because that's just what it was. Like yeah. that was like a friggin' Terminator in the batter's box. Like if you threw him anything close to like being on the plate, you're like, 
he's going to lace that for a double. He's going to get on base there. Uh, you left it over the plate, and that, that one's leaving the yard. It yep. just seemed like you could not get away with one little mistake when he was at the plate. Yeah, it's, it's Brad Lidge. Uh, that, that, you know what I mean? That, well, that, that was shot, a pretty big mistake. <laughs> yeah, that shot still hasn't landed. That's one of the most enormous home runs I've ever seen, man. Oh my god that that was that was unbelievable. That, that more or less ended Brad Lidge. Yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy. It's he was uh, really uh, never uh, the same after that. Is it, it um well? Tell you the perfect season with us. So, but but you know what I mean. So he did. He but then that was it. Then he fell apart again. So yeah, really like he, he, you know. He had like one, one that one great year, and then that yep. was that was it, man. <laughs> I know, no, that that was absolutely it. Uh, but let's we talked about undervalued guys with Toronto, but you know, get getting your stack on. You're talking about Coors Field, and specifically some of these Colorado Rockies, man. I mean, it, we we mentioned that you're talking about like Connor Joe has been one of the hottest hitters in the lineup, and he's thirty four hundred. I, you know, I, I don't know you if you go by DK and you look, I mean, this guy has been in double digits three of the last five, essentially one point off of going double digits four of the last four. And Adam, his number has actually dropped. I, I, I'm not understanding this. Please help me understand. I wish I could. Uh, you know, we, we <laughs> definitely already touched on it, but like Crone 45, Chris Bryant yep. 40, Chris Bryant. I understand maybe he not quite like, you know, the MVP uh, candidate that he was with the Cubs. It's Chris Bryant in Coors Field, man, against a lefty. He's 4,400. I'm going to play that every time. Connor Joe, 34. Even Elias Diaz. I usually play him a lot against lefties. Uh, ask, uh, ask, ask the boys who have been with me for a little while. Like, he was like an auto play for me against lefty pitching uh, ever since he was a bucko. Now you're putting him in Coors Field, like, Okay, he's not minimum. He's not like just a drop back twenty one hundred dollar punt that we used today with Austin Barnes. This is still, you know, a guy that can hit lefties for thirty four hundred in courts. Like it's still an easy way to get pieces of the stack. And you flip the page, man. Like I'm supposed to be scared of Kyle Freeland? No, no, I'm not. Like if you want to spend up a catcher, Wilson Contreras. Let me tell you something. He hit a home run ball against Pirates today. He cleared the bullpens. I don't know how many shots I've seen at PNC Park that literally has cleared the bullpens and you know went to the left of the batter's eyes who didn't even hit that, just went straight over. I've not seen too many go that far to that part of the park. It's not often. Suzuki, we, we already touched on. Like, dude, Ian Happ, 3,600, and he's been Ooh. just white. He's hitting 538. Wow. 35, 3,600. What are we doing? I'm not getting it. They're not up fast enough. I know there's there's a thing where it's like the first game in Cordes Field is usually a, you know kind of a flop. I'm not saying I I'd probably have like full lineups of this. I'd probably max out a three per side, and that you know that's not gonna be like the main thing. But I'm betting for cash. You need at least four hitters from this game. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if that's not where it ends up tomorrow. Nah, me too. Me too. It's definitely. Cheap. Way too cheap, and definitely it's going to lay claim to, to to its its reputation of being just uh, you know a maha air ball just flying out of there. Vinny Castillo days, Larry Walker days, you name it, that's going to happen at Coors Field. And you know we got an FFVP today as always, and you know a name again. We're going to go Michael Taylor here today for the Kansas City Royals. He bats seventh in the lineup, 
And again, it's early on, so there's not a ton to go by, you know, for the FFVP. Because what I usually do is I'm looking at the pitchers over what they do over the last five or six starts, and looking at where you know, you know, how the lineups producing. And all I got to go by is Casey, whether it's Casey Mize or Miz. I I always forget, you know, is it Miz TV? Is it Mize TV? Whatever the case may be, right? But last game. Okay, I got one game to go on this year. Obviously, last year, he never struck fear into anybody. Um, and, and the one thing I always look at is I look at hits. And he gave up seven hits in five innings. Uh, so if, if that's the case, when I'm going FFVP, I'm, I'm keeping the number low. And I just want seven to ten points in, in DK. And if I get that, I'm golden. And this is going to be the opportunity because over the last few games, Taylor has absolutely been hitting the ball. And again, Two multi two multi hit games out of the last three. That's one I look at. Only one strikeout, which means he's actually putting contact on the ball. So for twenty four hundred, Adam, I really like Michael Taylor. Now, any 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 last watches that we should look at for this slate? And, and, you know, couple value guys maybe you see, or, or is it kind of basically is what it is at this time? Yeah, I think it is what it is. Um, you know, having having said out loud. Thing about first game in Coors Field, I could do some research there to see if. I mean, listen, if those game, if that game's super chalky, which we expect, can I build a case for one of the pitchers? I, I kind of doubt it, but you know, when I put together a rotation, I look at every single pitcher in the slate. They don't all make it, obviously, into the article, but I just wonder if there's maybe an avenue to really get leverage. You know, make like big MME play, something like that. I kind of don't think that's going to be the way it plays out, but I'm going to be interested to at least dive deeper into that just a little bit. Listen, and that's why we do these things early. And as always, we do them early. It's just for tomorrow slate, whether you're listening to it tonight, whether you're listening to it tomorrow. Uh, obviously, we, we will be all over when it comes to socials. We'll be in Discord. Uh, you can get even on the YouTube page. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to the channel and smash the like button and write a comment. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I do my best. I'm usually in there a lot on YouTube. Adam is killing it on Discord. Um, I try to get on YouTube as much as possible. I know I was going back and forth with a few guys the other day. I enjoy the hell out of that. So if you want to do that, I'm there as well. Uh, but as always, man, thanks for tuning in. Adam, we're going to get out of here. I think we, we, we covered everything we needed to do. We gave everybody a really nice piece. Uh, got any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man, just trying to keep the momentum going. Uh, you know, hopefully the books release some some decent stuff. Um, we've definitely gotten some juicy numbers. I mean, we got yeah. Vlad Guerrero for over 1.5 bases tonight at plus 120. <laughs> Needless to say, that, that, that hit pretty easily. And uh, I, Buddy, I told the chat, if Vlad Guerrero is going to be over one and a half bases at plus 120, it's going to be a bet I make a lot this year. <laughs> yes. He's going to pay that off often. I, I I completely agree, man. I, you know that, that, that I love the plus money, and when you're getting one of the elite hitters in the game at plus money on anything to, total basis, you got to go in, man. Especially like you said with that lineup, you got to you have to go in. And 100%. when they're on the road, they're guaranteed their full nine at bats. One twenty wow. shouldn't be in play very often for that dude. It's a beautiful thing. So. You know, as always, at Windelly Sports, give us a follow. You know where to find us. Make sure you're checking out for that article tomorrow. It'll drop from Adam. Make sure you drop the MLB DFS article. Uh, drop it from Dave. You got the stacks. Drop them by Jared. Uh, make sure you're also, tomorrow is day one, right, of the RBC Heritage Open. So make sure that you're checking yep. out. 
they are off the tee sports better uh, better golf pod uh pga draft the guys see it spencer sticks joel the guys do a fantastic job seems like like we've said on it before i don't i don't even play golf but they help me hit so <laughs> i mean and I, you know and i did see uh, dk's offering like 10 bucks back if you lose for golf this week or something oh really I, I saw a quick little banner special offer i didn't see all the details so don't hold me to it if you you know maybe if you don't get to to listen to this till after <clears throat> the tournament starts maybe you can use it for like a single day thing something like that but man if you can take advantage of that try it like there's, there's literally no risk and these guys are going to help you win anyway so it's not going to matter no no exactly hey listen i i got i gary connors that finished in the top 10 and i hit uh, i couldn't i couldn't even tell you what gary connors looks like just throwing yeah. it out there <laughs> you could walk you could walk behind your camera right now i'd be like tony who's that dude behind you <laughs> no idea i think he worked at walmart wouldn't even matter uh but as always wendell sports everybody stay safe stay healthy we'll catch you back here tomorrow night